Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But here we go. Sorry, that's the worst intro of all time, but I didn't hear any music, so. Anyways, welcome to episode 386 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined always on occasion and today with his red mug in Easton, Pennsylvania, the Red Rover himself. I can't hear Willie either, but there he is. He's in Easton, Pennsylvania. Can you hear me? And there he is. And to my left, Stephen Kyle Brackey. No Nomad today. He is... At an undisclosed location, truly. No one knows where he is, where he's going. He's a mysterious person. And, um, you know, we'll respect his privacy at this time. We should, I'll tell you what. We should, Kyle, we should get on this. We should hit social and say, guesses where Nomad could possibly be. All right. Oh, that's great. He does this once a year. It pisses me right off. Um, Yes, early. An early P-bomb. What if something happened to him? And... Lord, no, loves, you know he didn't tell his parents. He, oh no, he loves that it pisses us off. And I told him yesterday, if I had no responsibility or a wife or anything, I would uh, stake him out and figure <laughs> out where he goes. Because I'm pretty woke on him not going anywhere. You know what? I mean, he once got he once got carjacked by Dirty Mike and the boys in the city of in his city of residence. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if your city of residence is a large city like Austin or like, you know, Detroit or something, it's like, you know, that's where you're likely to get carjacked. So I won't actually fault him for that one. But I you will. Just, I like to post Detroit and Austin. Well, you know, it, it, it happens. The point is crime happens. Things happen, right? Um, but yeah, he is gone. I guess he'll be back next week. Could be just a long weekend type of situation. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, he'll be back Monday. He'll be back Monday. Well, next year, here, I'm thinking next summer, about this time, Bracky, you know, your little one will be a couple months old, and you'll be ready for, like, a little time away. Maybe it's just you, me, and Willie get on the road, and we just track down Nomad for um, for that long weekend. Yeah. It could be, when, we could be signing ourselves up for something really disturbing. <laughs> when did we, uh, when, when did anyone find out that Nomad was taking an extended weekend? I found out yesterday. I forget yeah. when he told me. I think, uh, I, uh Let's see if he put it in the, in Namely. I bet he didn't. Um, he's supposed to like put his in this thing so we, it's like monitored and stuff. But he doesn't There's even want. No it. way he did that. I think no. he actually talked about doing it though. Um, but I don't think. He did. <laughs> it doesn't do his expenses. Well, actually, he got an attaboy in the meeting yesterday for that. He did. He's doing good. He's on his way. Uh, anyways, you guys don't care much about this, but you kind of care <laughs> about Nomad because you never know. Um, all right, so where, where do we start? Andrew Space started a, a conversation that I've always kind of want, wanted to have. I don't think we've ever had it on radio. It's Mount Rushmore season, um, and I don't know when it actually starts or ends, but it's always in the summer sometime. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Bracky can provide a little more context about what, what Mount Rushmore season is. Uh, well, I learned about Mount Rushmore season from Pardon My Take. Right. And it's like they decided to do Mount Rushmore season in the summer when there's nothing to talk about because that's what like all the sports radio shows across the country do and so every show in the summer after the NBA finals and they do a Mount Rushmore of whatever's on their mind that week cereals whatever mm-hmm um, like last week they did I'd love to do cereals. like dad like dad things because it was Father's Day <laughs> so, like Mount Rushmore of dad things um, falling asleep watching golf exactly like stuff like that so <laughs> Spay took it upon himself to uh, ignite everyone on Twitter, and 
What do you guys think of his Mount Rushmore? Should we start with that? So his Mount Rushmore was John Smith, Jordan Burroughs, uh, Dave Schultz, and Bruce Bumgarner. Um, so here's how I I conceptualize Mount Rushmore for wrestling. I, I just think of it just straight USA wrestling. Like you can't do it by like accolades or whatever. Just strictly accolades, right? I just think like maximum impact. Who had the the greater impact? And so for that reason, I will agree with uh, John Smith and Jordan Bros. I think they belong on there. I honestly don't understand Dave Schultz uh, on there, just from a credential standpoint or a whatever. Uh, I mean, it's not as fun to like discuss when the guy like tragically passed away but um i don't know that's how i feel about that one well i, I that was my first I, he he has seven world medals okay and and bomb gardner has 13 or something like that well, so that's my question is this just uh i mean the mount rushmore yeah. is just the top four most medals yeah i don't know i don't know but w wasn't wasn't Sh schultz behind kenny monday a large portion of his career Later in his career, he ended up making a team in like, and meddling in like the '90s, if you can believe that. Yeah. Uh, he won the '84 the Olympics. Except the yeah '93. So I think like he went a period. I'm looking at it now. He went a period from '87 to not making a team till '93, but he did medal in '93. I think that's when he was behind Kenny Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'll just give you my. I mean, you make a here's good point. Here's my Mount Rushmore. Here's my Mount Rushmore. Take it or leave it. For just American wrestling, John Smith, Jordan Burroughs, Dan Gable, um, and Kale Sanderson. Those are my four. Yeah, I mean. And I, here's I, I'll I give you I'll give you the why. Dan Gable, <clears throat> he does have the competition piece in that he was an Olympic champion. He was. Uh, an NCAA legend, but his coaching impact and legacy on American wrestling as a whole is tremendous. And I think similarly, Kale, okay, he's got, he's the greatest, first of all, he's the greatest folk styler of all time ever, which is an American style. He is currently, he's making a run at the being maybe the greatest coach ever. He has, that is within his um, capability. He's on that trajectory, winning eight of the last nine. Like only really Gable has done that in the modern era. Um, and the wrestlers, similarly with Gable, Gable um, coached some transcendent athletes. And now we're seeing that with, with Kale, multiple generations of transcendent athletes coming out of there. So I think those two have to be on there. And I think Jordan Burroughs, is he the most credentialed American wrestler right now? No. But I just think his impact from 2011 to now is as big as any athlete that USA Wrestling's ever had. And then there's John Smith, who is just unquestionably the greatest uh, American freestyler of all time. And uh, I will fight you on any one of those. Who are you kicking off my Mount Rushmore, Willie? And I, yes, I, I, I don't apologize for not having Bruce Baumgartner on there. I'm sorry. As far as impact... Uh... As far as impact in the sport, I can't argue with any of them. And, and part of me wants to – I mean, whenever you have all-time or Mount Rushmore or GOAT lists, you have to have certain parameters and there's pros and cons and, and there's, there's debate about what the what the criteria should be. As far as impact, I, I don't think you can um, – I don't think you can go wrong with those guys. I don't know, and I don't know who you kick off. I mean, Dan Gable was a legend. Uh, I mean, his name was synonymous with wrestling. He built a dynasty. He did sort of things that nobody has ever done before. I mean, Oklahoma State had gone through um, a dynasty, but you know, I mean, that was so long ago. Right. I mean, Dan Dan Gable was sort of modern era. Um, at least, you know, there, there was there was news about it, right? It was on uh, television or in print or something. I mean, when, when Oklahoma State went on their dynasty, it was, I don't know if anybody was, you know, there wasn't that much following. So, um, but on the, alter on the other hand, if you're talking about wrestling credentials, I think, you know, Nomad has alluded to this several times. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Dan Gable didn't compete that long, so on the mat himself, I think his career was abbreviated. I don't, I don't know if Dan Gable as a wrestler, I don't know if he was um, – I mean, he certainly had the mystique, but he was a two-time champ and one-time Olympic champ in, in international. So um, – and – when you say Baumgartner, it's hard for me. I, I it's hard for me to leave off Baumgartner because he's like just about doubled anybody. I mean, he's he's almost doubled everybody else that has made teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's insane. But for whatever mm -hmm. reason, he just he never sort of popped, right? I mean, he doesn't have that cachet with, to his name like some other people do. Yeah, that's my kind of thought. Impact. So who's your four? Just mine? I can't argue with that. Yeah, I'll go with you. I'll go uh, with that one. It's great radio. Kyle, are you, uh, yeah. what, you, so you, this is what Christian does. He says, great radio when I don't have an opinion. And then when I do have an opinion that differs, he tries to rip me for having a different opinion. That's Cri right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You Kyle, what, Kyle, what, what, do you have anybody different? Greg Turnbull? I'm not, no, God, no. I'm not. <laughs> Greg Jones, Greg Turnbull. I'm not leaving. Bumgarner off. Mm -hmm. So, I'll say um, Bumgarner, John Smith. I know who's getting kicked off. Dan Gable, Kale Sanderson. Oh, right now. So, who got kicked off? Burroughs? Burroughs. I don't think Jordan Burroughs, Burroughs off. Here's, here's, Jordan Burroughs is the most po popular known wrestler probably who's ever lived in the world. Uh, yeah. Reevaluate re when his time is done. Okay. That's fair. We can we can let it play out. I think if he just said, hey, "I'm done. I made this team, but go ahead, Imar." I think even at this point. So I don't. What do you mean reevaluate when he's done? Michael Jordan. I mean Michael Jordan. There's people that have more rings than Michael I'm Jordan. I'm sorry, my there. my Mount Rushmore's final. Yeah, you should just do what's face. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I could. I, I, I wish I could change. I, can't change. I think that. I think that the construction crew that is supposed to not put Jordan Burroughs' face up there is on strike right now. So it's not complete. You um, should have an opinion and not just take CPs oh, before you criticize I, mine. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm having an opinion right now. He's about to put Bobby Weaver on there. I know, but why don't you just come up with Bobby your own Bobby Weaver pains me to say. Um, so Christian had it first. So if Christian says, if Christian leads it first and I agree with him. I don't think you would have gone with that if you had either. gone first. Just mm -hmm. shut up. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. All right. Uh, well, Mount Rushmore took four minutes. I, I, so, listen, so. I don't think you can. I don't think you can leave off Jordan Burroughs when he's as credentialed as anybody not named uh, Baumgartner, and he's the most popular wrestler during a rebirth. He himself. I wrote an article one time. United States of America was in a horrible slump. I mean, a metal drought, mm -hmm. just awful for about a decade or, or no, it might have been about eight years. And Jordan Burroughs comes first year out of college and wins a world title and just goes scorched earth Can and becomes a huge star. I mean, also, while we had no medals. Can you believe that? Also, while, yeah, 2010, we have no medals. 2011, Jordan Burroughs wins a world title going through an amazing gauntlet. And at the time, redefining a style. You want to talk about part of John Smith's legacy is the uh, <clears throat> kind of the invention or the, the transformation for the low single stuff. Jordan Burroughs with his reattacks and, and doubles uh, was iconic. I mean, he, he sort of transformed, not transformed, but um, certainly it was unlike anything you have ever seen before. At the yeah. international level. Yeah, I mean, to, to see someone just burst. And, you know, Snyder did it, right? Um, Snyder burst on the scene and, and won a title. But just the way Burroughs did it and through the weight that he did I, it, even though even though he had to go through Gadisov, who's a returning world champion, I, I think I, there was just something special about how Burroughs got it done. I mean, part of my argument, uh, it's, it's not a part of my argument, but I'm going to say aesthetics – Aesthetics impact how your 
how popular you are. Aesthetics, and, 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 and don't say that popularity means nothing because popularity means that you have impact in the sport. Right. And part of my argument when, when people debate LeBron and Michael Jordan, mm. I think a lot what gets lost in it, Christian's already smirking because he has some attitude problem. He's already forming opinions about what I'm going to say. He's forming his rebuttal in his no, head. No. We're, we're just two team Part LeBron of, guys here. Okay. Well, you'll probably like this then. Okay. Even though, you know, I'm, I'm team Jordan, but part of why, if you look at her, all their stats and this and that, and I mean, LeBron's right there with Michael, but I think why a lot of, a lot of people prefer Michael is something that they don't, Michael aesthetically was more pleasing and that's not really, Michael, Michael was more flashy. More, that's um, undeniable. He's more fluid, more artistic. Yeah. And it was something that's something that people didn't see before. And pound for pound, I mean, stat for stat, there might not be a difference, but Michael Jordan's <laughs> aesthetics, it reinvented, like, it invented a shoe market. It got people talking about basketball when basketball wasn't, it wasn't a huge game like it is now. It made basketball a global sport uh jordan burroughs became the biggest thing in wrestling not only because of his winning but also because of his style and i don't know agree. how you deny that i completely agree um i think i think the way he did it is like john there was just some fluid uh, there's an artistic component to how they those guys wrestled that was just really different it just looked different than anyone we'd ever seen wrestle and uh okay so what happens when Burroughs is done, and then Kyle Snyder finally calls it quits. Um, depending, I mean, obviously he's still got Some, years left. Yeah. Um, but what happens then? Who gets kicked off then? It's going to be well, tough because, and here's the thing. This is kind of to Willie's point, at least for me. And this is what, with Kyle, it's definitely something where you got to wait and let's see how this career plays out because he's like 23 <laughs> or 24 or whatever. And, he has said he wants to wrestle in like five Olympics or something crazy like that. But he's someone that um, he could just be I – mean, he's already got three. He's three for four right now at this point in his career. It would be – at this point, if he doesn't get to six, it would probably be surprising slash disappointing, right? Like that would be – that would be shocking. What, he did it at what, 20 or 19? 20? I think he was 19. I think he was 19. True. After his true freshman year, we should know this. We probably said it a thousand times, but I don't remember. But he, he's one where I could see the the aesthetics of how he wrestles, like juxtaposed against Jordan. It's it's definitely different, right? And it's not as like eye catching. He's like kind of beats you beats you up a little bit. He's got he's got some really nice leg attacks, but it's just different than Jordan. He's a, is, he's a bigger guy. Is part of this? I mean, when you're trying to put a. a, a a parameter together is it at the end of the conversation is the most impactful wrestler that should go on mount rushmore is it basically brand what their brand is or was because dan gable's brand was enormous jordan burrow's brand is enormous yeah. john smith's brand is enormous kale sanderson's brand is enormous mm -hmm. and if jordan burrows ends up with what does he have now seven he's at he's at five no, I'm just talking about metal. Well, yeah, okay. Um, Five gold, two bronze, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, let, let, let's just say in some scenario, Kyle Snyder ends up with two or three more medals than Jordan Burroughs. Does that supersede Burroughs' brand? I don't think it does. No, no, it won't. He, he needs, he'll need to, you know, be in the tens or something crazy like that, uh, which is very possible. I mean, he's he is going to medal every year. I mean, I just don't, even though he didn't medal at Uregan, so listen to me. But I just I just don't see a scenario where that guy's not one of the one or two or three best guys. I mean, a tournament that where more than one person can beat him is sort of unthinkable well, at this point in his career. Let me ask you this. If you take, if you juxtapose, um, you know, compensate for inflation rates, sort of, with the way the media is now, okay? Mm -hmm. If you... If you Kyle, let's say Kyle Snyder medals ten times, and you juxtapose that with 
Bruce Baumgartner. What would Bruce Baumgartner's brand be now if he was making world teams for a decade and a half? It's a good point. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it would be. You know, I don't. I only met uh, Bruce one time. I don't know him that well. He's not a guy that's out in the in the public. I met him once. I met his mustache like seven times. Nice. (laughs) That mustache is. I mean, the mustache. I, that should go on That's Rushmore. That's pretty iconic. Probably. That is an iconic mustache. Mount Rushmore, the mustaches. It's Bert. It's Bruce. They have to start with a B. There's probably a Bill in there somewhere. Greenlee. Oh wow. Greenlee. He's had that thing for like 30 years now. Wow. That's impressive. Good run by those guys. Now, so that's the Mount Rushmore. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see where where Kyle winds up on this. And, like, I'm curious, you know, because Jordan said he's not going to coach or coach collegiately. I'm wondering what um, Kyle Snyder's plans will be. Like, what's Kyle's move after he's done wrestling? Of course, I don't know if he's even considered that or discussed that at at any point. But I'm curious what what he does next. How old is Kyle? 25? 24? He's young still. I'll right now. Uh, He won't. He probably won't even I'm do it. I'm all over it. He is 23. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, he's 23. He's got four world medals. Yeah, so he was 19. His birthday he, is um, November 20th. Interesting career already, you know? Well, he was one of the first to do the OTC thing. He's one of the first. I mean, he's the only. See, the, he went four years in college, didn't, didn't redshirt. He's like one of the. Is he the only guy to ever like uh, wrestled like ten matches and then go to worlds? You know, do that kind of thing. What do you mean ten matches and then go to worlds? Do you mean like he split the season? Like he'd be at like Uregan one weekend, then wrestling Michigan State the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we I know. would imagine so. Yeah, we haven't seen that intentional like doing senior tours and also doing the college season and also not losing uh the one year he did that the olympic year he was undefeated um i guess his last three years in all he he missed a bunch of time right this is like part of his thing yeah okay um and that kind of uh that kind of i mean who do you think you know talking about kyle not redshirting that year um, who do you think red shirts this year, and who do you think doesn't? Is there any candidates that say, you know, Team Race plays a part of it too? Mm-hmm. Team Race played a part of it that year. Um, if you're not in a team race, maybe you know it makes it easier to Olympic red shirt. If you are in a team race, maybe your team needs you, and and uh, you know you split time. I, I'm. I am told, and I, I guess nothing's carved in stone, but I'm told that Dayton is almost definitely going to take a red shirt oh, wow. Olympic. But if he medals at Worlds, mm. if he medals at Worlds... He's more likely I, to wrestle. I forget what he said. Yeah. Uh, what, what, I forget what they said. Dang it. But huh? Dayton's Dayton's likely to take a red shirt. Okay. It would seem like if he wins a medal, uh, you're really just you're you're more likely to be able to wrestle the the season or at least a portion of the season do Big 12s and NCAAs. What what I also wonder I, I want to say they told you, me if, opposite. I want to say I was told opposite. I want to say that if he medals he he's definitely not red Yes. So hmm. Remember, and and this is another topic I wanted to bring up, but it's it's filtering in so perfectly now. Olympic trials are t- two weeks after NCAs. Yeah, that's insane. two weeks. The 2020 <laughs> calendar is insane, and it's not all carved out quite yet, but it's pretty insane. Um, let's just talk about that. Gonna... Let's yeah, let's let's talk about trials. Let's talk about. Dayton a little bit more and, and who's maybe going to take those Olympic years. I like that topic. I don't want to get into the whole 2020 calendar. Um, yeah. So we, we think Dayton will. I think Spencer wrestles. That's my gut. Um, I do too, though. For Spencer... Um, and he is going to... I do believe Spencer is going to make a run at 2020, for sure. 
so do I. It's just, I don't know. For Spencer to uh, not wrestle for three years of freestyle, mm-hmm. and then, hey, when I'm going to make a run, I'm going to wrestle NCAAs on March 21st, on March 23rd, and then April 3rd, I'm going to make the Olympic team. Well, I mean, doesn't seem ideal. how far apart was it in 16? You know, because Snyder had to do it. Um, I I think yeah, I think yeah. We've seen it. I mean, Jayden? you can look and say there's you can look and say there's great examples. I mean, you can go back to the to the old uh, conversation of does folk hurt free or whatever. I just, it just doesn't seem ideal. I mean, what if you? I mean, the, those kids, not just style wise, but you know, uh, you could jam a finger that lingers. You could break a you know, in, in NCAA five. Kids coming off the NCAA mats are pretty banged up. Yep, that's why I, I would imagine you'll see modified seasons for a lot of these guys. Uh, Spencer. One, I'm, I'm curious about Mark Hall. He's been thrown out a bunch. Like, it's almost like it's definitely going to happen, but I don't I don't know, man. Part of me doesn't doesn't think it will. I know. I mean, I had heard, I heard that he was. I don't know. Either way, but I had heard he was. That was part of my Iowa prediction. Um, no, I was talking to Sean Bourmet about <laughs> uh, Olympic red shirts when we were at Final X Lincoln, and he was like, "I mean, it's hard on the it's hard on the coaches. Not you know, just not only who is wrestling and who's not, but then they have to factor in." how to move money around because that's another year that they have to pay a guy and they unenroll in school so he was talking about moving money around and and then they have these guys guys like say that are coming in in 2020 you know they're freshmen they have money allocated to them so now they're going to take away money from like say miles a mean and they have to use that for 20 it gets to be kind of a mess you know so can you can you redshirt if you're not get olympic redshirt regardless of what team you're trying to make um i, I believe so yeah sick uh, <laughs> that's whack um okay so i don't know who's gonna take an olympic redshirt i wish i knew um a lot of people. We need to get Nomad, who is in Parts Unknown, to update the who's qualified for an Olympic red shirt. It's pretty much. I mean, the only ones he would need to update from this article are the top eight at the U.S. Open. Okay. But other than that, pretty much everyone's yeah, so in there. Yeah. So I think Jane oh, Ironman's oh. already said he's doing. He's taking it. it. Yeah. So like, is Yanni? I think Yanni is. I think Yanni, absolutely is. Man, that crushes Cornell. They're gonna be. They could be so good next year. Who do they lose though? Who would be a senior this year? That's a big piece. Not Max Dean. Mm-hmm. Not Ben Darmstadt. Ben Hannes Greenellis. Uh, Womack, I think it's a senior this year. Okay. Um, What's so Tucker? No- Tucker, I feel like he's a sophomore. Junior. I feel like he he has two years left, so they could have. They could potentially redshirt him and then ru- go wild in twenty twenty one, and still be good to go there if Yanni takes a redshirt. Yeah, with Saunders in there too. Mhm, mhm. Okay, let's mm-hmm. talk. All right, that's that's uh, redshirt talk. Why don't we Why don't we discuss uh, another guy that could be wrestling for another nation? Aaron Pico, he had another yeah. MMA fight. Uh, it was a pretty big topic of discussion after his fight. If you haven't seen it yet, he lost by TKO in the second round. Um, it was the first fight. I just got to watch it, the whole thing this morning. It's on YouTube. Uh, and he's, it's the first time we've seen him use his wrestling. He was like... Punch him with the left, and he's firing off a double leg, and he was taking the guy down a lot, and just kind of controlling the fight, kind of like we thought we might see him um, do from the start, right? And things are looking good, and then they're back on their feet again. 
and he eats a knee to the head and I mean that was it he was down and out and got TKO TKO'd after that and that was the that was the thing and now he's four and three with three knockouts basically he knocked yeah. unconscious bad bad hits he's not getting choked out he's not getting you know just like ground and pound and losing fights after three rounds he was is getting first one, brutal blows was the first one a, was the first one a knockout or he a got, tap out uh uppercut i thought the guy uppercut him just he dropped straight down he might have tapped though i think the guy then got and him. then he choked him yeah maybe so yeah, yeah you might be right or whatever it was. I said uh, he looked like a teacher, and then he took out Pico. Yeah, you're right. He, I guess he did, but he the initial thing was a hard hit. Or was it? Got, so I think, you know that the, was a couple years ago. The now. obvious criticism, the obvious criticism on social media and message boards and stuff is, is his chin. And, uh, I mean, if it is in fact a, a weak chin, and, and I think not, it's his management that should be getting the heat. <laughs> Why are they giving him? Well, stri he struggles with strikers. They give him an undefeated Muay Thai guy. Well, yeah. Give him a grappler. Get him. I mean, stop giving him really good guys for right now. We, the the talent is there, but why? They're giving Dylan Dennis, you know, paint cans. Let him go against those guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I just uh, listen. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a pro scout for in mixed martial arts yeah, but what i do know is that pico has tremendous hands he hits like a ton of bricks he boxes pretty well in most of his fights he's the better fighter for most of it yeah uh until he makes some kind of mistake and he's like 22 so everybody on every message board on you know the, the typical idiots on social media they're writing him off. I, I'm not writing him off. The guy is 22. They're, I mean, Ben Askren didn't start fighting until he's like 28 or 6 or something That's, like that. Your your exhibit A is my exhibit A. This guy is out. He, he's rushed everything. Rushed to the senior level. Rushed no college. Rushed to get hard fights right away. And I, I think they could have been so patient with Aaron because he's so obviously an incredible talent and the, you know when it was coming out he's like the greatest MMA prospect ever because he's got this amazing striking and incredible wrestling he's an incredible athlete right he was going to be good and he still could be good but now there there is only it'd be one thing think about like if this is wrestling and you've got a really good guy and he's in these matches and he just gets pinned because he makes mistakes and he's inexperienced it's one thing but there is a physiological thing the more you are getting knocked out, and the more you are, uh, so the easier it happens. And it's not something that you can improve. It's not like, okay, I can be less risk averse and won't get put on my back. He's just going to go out easier are you, over time. Are you right? saying, are you saying physiologically, like it's a medical f fact or trend that if I get knocked out five times, it's easier to get knocked out the sixth? Well, again, not not a doctor, but that's my understanding. It's like you're stayed in a holiday. I did express. Actually, we may have on this trip. Um, but no, but no. Like if he, if and if he has a chin problem, he has a chin problem, right? I, I just don't. I I think there, you're not a message board idiot if you think that the Pico situation has been mishandled. And uh, and no, if I'm and not. if you think that the way his career has started could and. And if you think that the way his career started could not have long-term impact on how good on how good he could potentially be relative to if he had been eased into this a little bit more. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they're message board idiots for saying that. I'm saying they're message board idiots for and it doesn't matter what happens. I'm saying they're message board idiots for for writing him off because he's not 28. He's not he's a he's a kid. Uh, nobody even started. There ain't too many people that started their career that young. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's kind of my point too. Like what? I I think he needs to take a year, or do something else, or just whatever. I I just think he listen. He is not in a place. He does not have the mental focus to do an entire fight without putting himself in extremely vulnerable situations right now. 
Like, he's clearly the... I, I think he was the better guy in every fight. I mean, the first one, we don't why. really know. That's, that's what, we don't know about the first one. But, the, but he was crushing the guy before that he was winning. He was winning, not decisively, but he was certainly winning uh, the fight he just lost in. So he's the better guy. No. So it's just like a, a, a discipline. And not to say he's undisciplined, but he's just risk-averse in his approach. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, the, the, the fight he lost, not this one, the last fight he lost, he was literally going in for the kill and got tagged. The guy was basically out. Yes. And somehow recovered and tagged him. Well, how do you coach that? How do you teach that? What? what, what <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. It's frustrating for me as a, as a Pico fan, as a wrestling fan, that one guy can be superior and the other guy can – Hit the other guy with one move and, you know. Yeah. And it's not it's like. It's, it's like Stephen Kyle is. Stephen Kyle Bracky is beating you 8-0 and you hit a headlock, Christian. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That may be my, my one shot. Um, So, I, I don't know what the move is for Pico. I would like to see him get a little time. I mean, I'd love to see him come back to wrestling for the United States for of America Mexico? where he lives and trains. I think that would make sense since he's an American citizen who's won two world medals for the United States of America. Don't take the path of least resistance. Return. Earn American glory, Aaron Pico. I think he won three, though. But I'm nitpicking. Oh, yeah, cadet. Cadet. Two junior, one, one, uh, one cadet. But, no, I, you know, should he have wrestled? I'm not saying he should have wrestled in college or he shouldn't have. But, man... I think right now he'd be about to graduate. He would have his whole thing and he'd have a whole that's that's why I thought it was rushed, right? Because of what you said about Ben Askren and Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier is 40 some years old, right? He's a champion. Okay, at this he could be good for so long. You can fight. The, these careers are long. Ben Askren Hen is Henry. Ben Askren is old and also slow and is probably going to be a UFC champion in my opinion. Um Henry, look at Henry. Henry, right? It, it, it took Henry a while. So I, I just think, man, you could have been set. You could have had your degree. You I don't could've... know. Listen, I I talked to Anthony, his father, often back during that time when he was debating and deciding and 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 looking at different options. And I was with him, man. I was I was with I. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with their decision to not go to to not go to college or to not wrestle in college. Well, I think what I disagree with is the rush to be pro or the ru and, and certainly the rush to fight older. You know, the one guy I think the guy he just lost to was like fourteen and ten. I mean, this guy's fought a million times. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, that's that's my read. Just a little rush, little rushed, and I I would like to see him, you know, get a little more, get a little more seasoning. Because I mean, honestly, we all want Aaron Pico to do well. Like we love Aaron Pico, and we love seeing him do it. Uh, I think Borks is undefeated. Also, he's fourteen and zero. Oh really? And if yeah, the guy he just lost to the guy he just lost to. I think is undefeated, fourteen and zero. So he he took on a thirteen and zero. Yeah, he's thirteen and zero going into the fight. Twenty five year old. So you just lost by knockout, and so you say, "All right, how about Aaron, an undefeated thirteen and zero striker, Muay Thai guy, management, Pico management? What do you think? Sign us up. Definitely don't want a a, a nice win. We would love to." be at risk of being knocked unconscious at any point in time. This would be ideal. Well, and also... And, and, uh, I, okay, and I get it. Aaron, Aaron wants the best. Aaron wants the best. Okay. Give him wise counsel. Of course he does. He is a, a ruthless competitor. That's, that's the mindset of every champion. But there's got to be a... Th where's the adults that are saying, I know, Aaron, but let's get there, right? Well, and, and too... Um... Like I, I met I met all the guys at Bellator, and they're good dudes. I truly believe that they're good dudes, and I believe that they have the. I believe that they have better intentions for their athletes than probably UFC does. I think that's pretty 
Um, I think that's pretty evident. They give them better deals. They treat them better. Um, but I cannot, I have to tell the truth here. I think, I think they're a little at fault too. They should have brought Aaron along a little slower. Yeah, that, that too. I, th I think all around management, his people, Bellator, and now it's like they're just chasing. They're trying to play catch up. And if he can beat a good guy, then, so Bellator needs Aaron Pico to be good. So if he just beats a good guy, then we can justify him on the main cards and he can be the star and we can put this hype behind him. Sort of like, um, sort of like, sort of like a really terrible franchise with a rookie QB that was, that just won the Heisman Trophy. You need fans to come in. You need a turnaround. You need an identity change. We have no um, line. We have no O-line. And so everything's rushed, right? Like, yeah, David Carr or Derek Carr or whoever played for the Houston Texans. Yeah. David. David Carr. But he's going to do great this year at 57. Derek Carr? <laughs> David Carr. David Carr. I think he's going to be a big He's gonna be a big piece. I'm looking forward to his match against Caleb Young in Iowa. That duel is going to be fire. I'm going. November 24th, I think November Dresser said. November 24th. You already know? I'm, I've, Dresser I, dropped it in the interview. I have decided. I'm going. Dresser practically. Yes. I'm going. Iowa, Iowa State. In what town will it, will it be in? Ames, Iowa. Hill Ames, Coliseum. Iowa. Ever heard of it? Yeah, ever heard of it? No curtains. Burn I think them. that they <laughs> burned them. They burnt the curtain. He said, first order of business. He said, Pollard, where's the curtain? <laughs> I need it. I'm lighting it on fire right now. He said, what? Well, can I give you your badge and ID so you can get in the room? Get, get me fire in the curtain. I'm incinerating it. Now there's no curtain. Now everyone can come and watch wrestling. They're going to fill that sucker up, I hope. Okay. A uh, little curtain talk, a little dresser presser. Pico, any final Pico thoughts? No. Cool. Uh, although, let's... When's Ben fight again, Christian? Let's talk about... July 6th? I don't want to talk about that. Well, I just wanted to ask a question when he was fighting. Some wrestlers, there's a ton of wrestlers in UFC. And, uh... I don't know. This is a good time. Maybe next show. Maybe next show we'll do a, like a wrestling roundup in the UFC. When's yeah. Daniel fighting? You have any idea when Daniel's fighting? No. He doesn't know, I don't think. Or is he fighting Stipe? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He wants to fight um, Brock Lesnar, but I don't think Brock Lesnar. August 17th. August 17th. There Daniel. we go. That'll be right around. No, it's not. Never mind. All right, moving on. No more MMA. Stop. Uh, there's apparently going to be a new D1 program. I haven't heard of this place. I don't know what state or necessarily continent it's on, but it's called Bellarmine or Bellarmine. Pretty sure it's Kentucky, right? Kentucky. Bellarmine, there. Louisville. Oh, Louisville area. Okay. That could be cool. So I don't know anything about it, but apparently they're starting a uh, D1 program. So that would be cool. Um, you know, there was, let me, there was, um, uh, there was chatter. There was like serious chatter for a minute that Louisville would add. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, I got Louisville. No, it was Louisville. There was a, there was a movement to get, to get them to start a program. And this Bellarmine team, I guess, apparently absorbed and it, it was only started a decade ago or something when it absorbed an NAIA program that was, uh, becoming defunct. And now they're, they, they, you know, they go from non-existent to D1 rather quickly. They wrestle in a conference that doesn't have, or, or they, they're going to a D1 conference that doesn't have any other wrestling programs in it. You have to assume that they'll probably be SoCon, right? I don't know. Maybe Pac-12. <laughs> I'm not ruling but, out um, Pac-12. Oh, it's so stupid. But <laughs> Pat Tossi today tweeted that Mike Moyer is. Make it a pitch to three D1 ADs in the South, like mm. this week. And he says he doesn't, you know, the tweet said he doesn't know if it'll go anywhere, but it's a good thing. We need as many D1 programs as we can get, and we ne <laughs> desperately need one in the South. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, let's get to some questions from friends. We've got so Q's many. Fs. We've got so many of them. Um... Today is West Virginia Day. Did K. Brack, you remember to leave pepperoni rolls and moonshine out for Mothman? 
Of course. Okay, good. So that keeps you. Is that like uh, is that like putting the blood of the spotless lamb yes. on your doors, like Passover? No, hey, so, thought, are we are we not having an alien hour today? Oh snap! We can absolutely do one. Okay, I have one ready to go. I didn't know. If I forgot. All right, no, I forgot. Back, I forgot. let's back it up. All right, we'll back it up and. In honor of West Virginia Day, which is uh, the day that West Virginia became a state, June 20th, 1863. Uh, we said, deuces, Virginia, you suck. Um, Here we go with the Virginia shade. Okay, so. Western uh, Virginia. Yeah, so the southeastern part of the state, this is Christian's favorite county, uh, Boone County. Yes. West great, Virginia. Great county. Uh, <laughs> the wonderful whites. We're going to take a look at... Uh, a cryptid known as sheep squatch. Whoa. Yeah. This is this one's pretty awesome. So, 1994, <laughs> it starts. Um, a former uh, Navy SEAL, so you know it's legit, is on his property in Boone was County. Was it John Cena? It was not John Cena. <laughs> um, he's on his property in Boone County, and he sees this just huge like monster running through the woods and we're sure it wasn't Mamie White we're sport positive <laughs> it could be her <laughs> um it's like seven eight feet tall it's all white and then it has like the the sheep's horn on it and it also the weird part too is it's a tail like a possum mm. so this thing is just hauling it through the woods and just breaking down not just the huge trees, but like any little tree in front of it, just truck sticking it. Um, so then a year later in Boone County, uh, a couple is driving down the road and they see this thing go across the road. So they stop and pull over and they're like trying to look into the woods and see if they can see what they just saw again. And all of a sudden it comes like running back out at them. So they take off, they get in their car real quick, but like as it was... As they were driving away, it just like swiped at their car, and when they got home, the sheep so, squatched it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The sheep squatch is does very. A, it's very aggressive. Does the sheep squatch have like nails? Does it yes. have like claws? Yeah, anything? it's like claws. What? Yeah. So you have a. It's like a regular hand, but it's cl huge claws at the end instead of just. It doesn't have like. Nails. It doesn't have no. cloven hoofs like a sheep. Correct. But it has a prehensile tail, wow. which is really scary. Wow. Yeah. Because it can so, like hang from stuff. They get back. And the whole side of their car is just torn up from the sheep squatch where it swiped at them. Um, then, a few years later in 1999, um, a family is out. They have this bonfire area on their property. And they're out just having a little bonfire get together. And they hear what sounds like they thought was a deer or um, a bear, mm -mm. like, near their camp. And so, like, they were starting to, like, get ready to head back because they're like, we want to obviously get out of here. And then... Sheep Squatch just comes in and it's like ready to tear them apart. And so they book it back to their house and there's kind of like a break in the woods when it gets like close to their house. And as soon as they hit that like break, it just stopped. It doesn't like, want to be out in the open. Yeah, it just stopped and apparently just let out smart. this like- Sheep Squatch, Sheep Squatch pretty smart. Yeah, so it just lets out this loud like yell. Freak? Yeah, like oh, you don't want to mess with him. Okay. High IQ Krypton. Yes, and then in 2015, oh in, no, in Falks Run, Virginia. Oh wow, uh, the beast was spotted again by campers. <laughs> they saw it up on a hill, and then it like looked down and spotted them. But there was a little, a little creek separating them. So when it came down the hill, it was still this creek away from the from the people, and it's like trying to figure out a way how to get over to them. And then finally, it's just like I'm gonna walk through the water. And so mm. it starts walking through the water, run and they just they just take off running. And hey, so is is sheep squatch? Is it does this creature walk around on four legs or two? Two. Mm -mm -mm. Stands straight mm. up. Classic sheep squatch. Classic yeah. iPad. So, anyways, it it finally stops chasing them when it hears this like, like it wasn't from sheep squatch. It was from somewhere else. A, uh, another loud screech. And then sheep, sheep squatch like turned and w and went back that way. So it was like almost like, hey, get back here. Wow. So sheep squatch. So this has been yeah, this has been reported multiple times. I mean, and some very, of us very so no, recently. So no bodies. No bodies, but it is willing to try to attack people. Yes. 
Um, so what is the um, so no body? So what's the KBDR? I'm gonna give it a KBDR of six at the mm. moment, um, but could definitely increase if he actually gets a hold of somebody sometime soon. Yeah, I think if you threaten the sheep squatch, you're gonna get tore up from the floor up. Yeah, this could be a really bad day. Yeah, he is known to be. Folks run Virginia aggressive. in Rockingham County, where Harrisonburg is, or James Madison University, where our very own wrestling nomad attended. Oh man, is it possible Circle of Life? Oh man, <laughs> nomad, and it would be very nomad. If he is on this hunt for the sheep squash to avenge it, going back to his county where he was educated, that would not surprise me. Would not shock me it's, one bit. It's Folks Run is adjacent to Coot's store, Virginia. Hmm. So I put, also about. I put a tweet out <laughs> uh, from our the Flow Wrestling account asking people's opinions of where Nomad went. Yes, and then if they yes. If they see him, to send us pictures. That would be great. <laughs> or, or even encourage him if something that someone that looks like him, a potential nomad. Oh yeah, you kinda don't have like to. The, it doesn't have to positively idea. Right, kind of like the where in the so, world is Scott Van Pelt? I didn't know that one, but yes, he on his show, uh, people just send him pictures of bald guys that look like him. <laughs> That's great. So Kyle, I I'm I'm down with the cryptids. I'm down with the cryptids. I like the stories. I like the stories, especially when they have multiple, multiple encounters. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the more encounters to me, the better the alien hour cryptid stories. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, but you know, how do we know that it's not Remy Gallard? First of all, <laughs> and second, and secondly, mean? look up Remy Gallard on YouTube. And secondly, um. Part of Alien Hour, I want, eventually, long term, the long con here, is that I want to convince, or I want to at least plant the seed and plant the level of doubt in Christian's mind that aliens really do exist. So, can you do me a solid next show, give me some like, like or not next show, but next Alien Hour, come, come hard with a, like a, like an alien encounter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's I mean there's All been right. a lot of stories coming out recently where like the government is like pretty much acknowledging that they look into this stuff and they get reports all the time from like military members about UFOs and uh, flying mm -hmm. objects and stuff. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. We're going to going to be really out. sorry one day when he gets abducted. <laughs> one <laughs> One day we're gonna convert him live on FRL. <laughs> they wouldn't abduct me. Um, okay, questions from friends. We have so many of them. We yes. already know. We already know that no or that Kyle put out the pepperoni rolls and moonshine. We stopped at a gas station. I was pretty pissed. Oh yeah. In West Virginia, it was southern West Virginia. I'm not even sure where it was. North um, of Blacksburg. Yes, just north of Blacksburg, across the border, and. Because Caleb had to pee. And we go in. I was like, oh, sweet. I'll get a pepperoni roll. This place didn't have pepperoni rolls. Yeah. I vote for it to be shut down. And it even had a... It was... But it had a... The coal miners keep right. the lights on. Things. Yeah. So you thought, was, this is a vintage... This is a true through and through yes. West Virginia joint. Yes. Wrong. And then I was like, got pepper... Because I couldn't find them. I was like, got pepperoni rolls. He's like, no. I was like, what? You're closed. <laughs> he closed them down. The place is not open for business. You can't even get gas there anymore. I still, on your road trip, I still did not have Casey's Pizza. Did you guys have Casey's Pizza? We didn't. I wanted to stop there. I offered it, um, but we just went to a Subway instead. Sorry, Casey's. Uh, we'll have it sometime. I, don't, I dare say we'll be in Iowa again. Okay. Um, Gene Parmesan, what's worse, burning your tongue or getting something in your eye? Use the worst experience of each to judge. I actually thought this was a great question. I'm curious for, for that's Willie's what, that's, answer. That's what he's leading off with. Um, well, I led with pepperoni rolls. I'm going to go see gout. Come on. <laughs> it was an or. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. What is it? Eye or, or burning, your, burning tongue. your mouth? Tongue. I, tongue. See, tongue. They, uh. Your mouth recovers quicker than anywhere else because of the 
liquid, I guess. I, I don't I'm know. Complete opposite here. So the immediate I, terror of getting something in your eye and you can't get it out for a while, you're like, is this my life forever now? Is there something in my eye as long as I live? I can't get this yes. thing out. So that horror is horrible. However, it, you know, within a half hour, you work the thing out. But the, the tongue burn, while um, never that bad, is with you for a week or two. Mm -hmm. So it's a classic, which do you want to deal with? I'll, I'll say I'll take the tongue burn over the horror of am uh, I going to be half right. blind the rest I would of my take life. It. I take the tongue burn. That's a good Don't mess out. with, uh, listen, don't mess with the eyes. Nothing should mess with the eyes. As Dwight Schrute said, the eye are the groin of the face. Yes. And he's right. He's right. It's very, it's very vulnerable. Where is Gavin Teasdale? Iowa City, Iowa. Um, one other question here. Um, okay, everyone keeps asking this. Like, Yan, like Yanni's going to defect to Greece because uh, he doesn't make the team. Like, oh, this I, is not fair. I've ignored I it. I will go to Greece. Like, I don't think Yanni's thinking that way. I don't think he's going to go to Greece. I don't know if he even can. I know just because he's Greek. I mean, who knows? Who knows the rules for citizenship anymore? It seems like anyone could do it. But I, I, Yanni wants to wrestle for America, right? I have no. If he didn't have a super Greek last name, I don't think people, anyone would even discuss this, right? But, um, so no, he's not gonna wrestle for Greece at Worlds. He can't wrestle for Greece at Worlds this year. Um, you don't just get to. You have to like sit for a little bit before you can mm -hmm. transfer. So no, he's not gonna wrestle for thing. Who's the first man to beat Burroughs twice? Um, Imar, Dake, Sidikov, Chimizo, or other? Like Bexod or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, no one's ever done it, right? So I'm saying the, none of them. What are you going to – I mean, I'm to not going to say Sidikov. I, I think somebody, Dake is most likely. That's what I was going to say. I think Dake is most likely. Most likely. But not – you know, I'm not going to say – We're not predicting it. We're just saying, like, he's got the – I don't think chance. it's most. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's one. Of, I don't think it's Dake if it's most likely. It's probably Sidikov. But basically, you're saying if you're saying I'm, I'm going to say no one because it's never happened, and so that would go against history. But if you're going to say you have to choose somebody as the most likely, then that somebody that's most likely is at Worlds. Oh, okay, maybe. I mean, he's literally he's lost a Dake at trials before. Um, I know, but he's not. He's gonna. The most likely is somebody that he's going to face sooner. Or we just think he's gonna win worlds and beat those guys and drop a match to Dake because he has to wrestle him three times. He doesn't have to wrestle Sidikov but once, but he's got to wrestle Dake two two at minimum, potentially, or Imar two at minimum, to up to three, which has happened before. So for that reason, I will say Dake is the most likely, but I won't say next. But he will see Sitikov next. He will see Chimizo next. Not a guarantee he faces those guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm like pretty – I'm fairly confident that he's going to beat those guys. I am too. So, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is Dig. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay, one more question. This will be more for Kyle and I because Willie wasn't there. On the trip. Uh, little Jerry Seinfeld. Under the radar guys who impressed or surprised in the room during your final X road trip. Uh, well, I, one, the obvious answer is Kyle Brackey, who was <laughs> on fire in the Seabolt practice. This man, he still got it. Brackey 2024, we determined. He's going to ramp <laughs> yeah. up. He's going to take this cycle off and then ramp up in 24 <laughs> and make his comeback. Because he's a transcendent parterre offense uh, athlete. Thank you. That, that means a lot. I mean, um, it's just facts. I just saw it. Wait, is Kyle is Kyle's gut wrench in the room? Does that confirm Nomad's theory? Of that gut, gut wrenches are a thing? Yeah. This year? <laughs> no, it actually it's the opposite, because he's always oh. had it. It's not like he learned the gut. Um he had always had it. Right? Yeah. Um yeah. I thought I thought Sasso looked really good, and I thought Karchlo looked really good and re watching them wrestle each other was like probably the most exciting role that i observed on the entire trip we're uh, running that at 10 a.m i think oh lucky so you guys you, go. you should watch it you're gonna certainly enjoy it so those are the guys for me i don't know if you had any that um, stood out 
I've been hearing a lot about um, Hunter Bolin in his redshirt year, and oh, then yeah. watching him wrestle with Ty Walls, he looked good. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Can't wait for Hunter Bolin next year. Okie doke. Go, Willie. What? I don't know. Excellent question by Ramey Walther. Oh, wait a minute. Um, at, when we were at Iowa State, I thought um, Todd Small looked really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know where he gets in the lineup next year, but... 25, maybe? <laughs> Dude, it's he's not so making big. 25. He he's told so me, big. So, this guy comes up and talks to me. I've never seen him before. He was working out with David Carr. And um, I don't know anything about him, but he, he won... Uh, in JUCOs once or twice or something, twice, right? Yeah. Two-time JUCO champ, so legit, right? And um, so my way of not sounding super ignorant is like, oh, what weight are you thinking next year? He's like, I don't know. And this guy is big. I'm thinking like 49, 57 maybe. He's like probably 33 or maybe 25. I'm like... I was going to say, was it? didn't he win his titles at 25 or 33? <laughs> he is he's, so big, Willie. He's huge, Willie. I, so... so after that conversation, Bracky was there for it, but Holmes wasn't. So I was like, Holmes, remember that guy that talked to me? Car, they were working out together. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what weight do you think he might wrestle? He's like, ah, I don't know, 57, 49. I was like, okay, good. It wasn't just me because he looks enormous. So last year he split time. He wrestled the majority of the season at 33 and then went 41 the last kind of – at the last chance open. Um but at Southern Scuffle. Small, was that the Scuffle? Yeah, 133. Interesting. Lost to Sean Nickel twice, 5-4-3-2, but had wins over Pingilly. Dang, Pingilly had a nice end of his season. Casey Cobb, Tribus. Dang, that's interesting. So, yeah. Beat Jens Lance. Okay. Beat, that's really beat Paul Glenn. Really? Mm-hmm. That's really legit. Paul Glenn, who made... Finals of Midlands. Midlands? That happened, I think. Yes. It did. Yeah, I was going to say, he's working out. When you said he was working out with Carr, that was surprising because I thought he was a smaller guy. Well, I don't know if they were wrestling. wrestling. I think they were just getting a workout. They were probably drilling. Who knows? He's uh, big, though. He, I'm telling you, it, it looked like, yeah, those two would be good drill partners. I mean, Austin Gomez was going with Chase Straw, who's a 57-pounder, yeah. the whole time. And honestly, he wasn't that much smaller. <laughs> he's he's big. <laughs> David uh, Carr looked good, too. Yeah. Of course. He kind of always looks yeah. really He was going with Ian Parker, which is also like two weights apart. What, what was the question you saw? Please read it, Willie. Okay. Uh, I thought this was a great question. Wrestler A turns wrestler B four consecutive times. The first turn was iffy, and wrestler B successfully challenges it. Do you want it to go back to that point and take the other three turns off the board? Yeah, that's okay. So this is that maybe that sequence scenario where, you know, yeah. we say we don't know, but yeah, that in that scenario, no. But I don't know. I don't know if you go back, and that's the problem. That's the main problem with the folk style rule, right? Like a yep. cool thing could happen afterwards, but it goes back to the point of the bad call, which, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's and that's why Willie, when the points go up, you throw the brick, right? That's why I think that's important. Uh, yeah, good question by that guy. Uh, I don't want to do twenty twenty lineup. I think that's a bigger question. Thank you, FRL account at nomads underscore fridge which is just his avatar is a picture of a refrigerator, <laughs> a refrigerator. uh has there been any um what was that guy's name what was that guy's name that was an aba star that we oh uh, Mo, uh mango johnson <laughs> mango johnson has there been any mango johnson sightings? mango where you at man i need a i need a mango johnson Whoop, mango listen uh, and a lot of you guys complain about not getting your questions answered. I'm going to be honest. If you have an FRL-themed account, I'm more likely to give you a look. Period. Bottom line. Is it fair? No. Does it matter? No. That's I, I choose the questions. We choose them. And if your name's Mango Johnson, a name we invented here, yeah, we're more likely to ask your question. That's just, those are just the rules. Yeah. And do with that and what you as will. As much as I love, and I do love... Accounts that that are made off of FRL, you know, FRL Inquisitor, Willie's Goutfoot, Christian's what something. Bracky's Eagle Statue. I, 
Brackies, I love them. I love them. But put in the effort. You got to, you know, give it, give, you know, be prolific. Tweet a lot. If mm-hmm. you're going to make an account, if you're going to make an account, keep up with it. Or only make it for FRL questions, one or the other. Yeah. Hot or cold. Luke Worth, lukewarm spit me out. Okay, three count no biscuit. Would you rather take a club from Marinelli or be gutted by Dan Dennis? I know my answer right off the top. I'd rather be gutted, I think. I would not. I would rather I feel like I can I don't know. I've certainly I've certainly never been clubbed by Alex Marinelli. But I feel like my body can with I I've been hit pretty hard many times before. And I I just feel like I can take a, a hit. I am worried if my ribs break, that will suck for weeks and weeks and weeks. That would yeah, be horrible. There's not, a good chance my ribs yeah. would break. And also, I have no idea what I'm doing parterre defense-wise. So I can't even protect myself. See, I feel good enough to, like, I know he's going to turn me, but I feel like I can protect myself enough to where I can just roll <laughs> and won't get hurt that bad. But Marinelli Club could One do permanent club, damage. I think I can do it. I think I can withstand it. I feel like the ribs are going to linger. The rib injury would linger longer. Mm-hmm. Like, make it hard to breathe and everything. Yeah. Um, Unless you get CTE. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. But I don't yeah, think I'll get that from one club. <laughs> I'll tell you, did I say this on last show? There's a high probability I said this on last show. But talking about clubs and stuff, I don't know if it was the lighting or what it was at Final X Lincoln. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, man, when you, when you would see the clubs of Dayton and Gilman and the sweat, and like Jordan Burroughs and 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 Imar Clyde, and the sweat go everywhere. I mean, talk about the power these guys have, and the like, the low key violence that's going on. Yeah, no, it was it's something about the lighting. You could see this the sweat pour off with every club delivered and every collision. It was actually really cool. Okay, friends, let's call Hi, it. Friends. We have a keynote speaker that started 11 minutes ago. I don't want to miss it. Um, You're going to that? I'm going to try. <laughs> Mark Mark Flo literally, he, he's like, Christian! Like, from up at the thing, he's like, gives me the, come here. He's like, and just ask me if I'm coming and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, yes, I'm coming. What am I supposed to, yeah. So I'm going. We finish this. Going to upload the show for you guys, for the people. You're leaving. I am. Because of your wife. Where the hell are you going? Olivia's got an appointment. So going to that. You're gonna check out Baby Al. Yes, <laughs> Paul Simon. But <laughs> Baby Paul Simon brag here. <laughs> All right, we are ready to go. Feel free to play the outro music. Um, thank you so much for listening to 386 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Will we do something special for number 400? Probably not. We're definitely we, not going to. We never do. <laughs> but. Just think about it. We're only 14 episodes away. Send so us some ideas. Send us some ideas for what we should do for episode 400. We won't do them, probably, <laughs> but it'd be great to have some ideas to throw around. Um, yeah, hey, that's about it. I'm going it. to look right now. I'm very excited to look and see what people are saying about where Nomad might be. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, if you see Nomad, no, don't just say something. We need the images or anything that's proximal to Nomad. We'll take that, too. Thanks a lot. We will be back next Tuesday. Nomad will be back. We will maybe waterboard him so we can figure out where he's from. Yep. I think if you do that on a show, it's like international waters. It's fine. This it's international fine. waters. You can waterboard someone if it's for entertainment purposes, right? Absolutely. Uh, okay, so we'll do that. We'll waterboard Nomad. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time, guys.